That was a great pee. That was a really good pee. Yeah, Mary and I just went to the bathroom and peed back to back. In order to keep all of our many, many, many listeners, we need to just move right on to Little Women. Little Women. Because I just, I have a feeling right now that um, Mary's storytelling is going to be more riveting than mine. Because Mary, I don't know if we talked about this, she's an asshole writer. So I'm an asshole. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which automatically makes me more exciting. <laughs> and a very good writer. Right. Uh, so let's hop right in to Little Women. Great. My favorite movie and the best movie of all time. Also 1994. And, Crazy. Um, before you watch the clip and describe it to our listeners, uh, I just want to say a couple things about the movie. Okay. Please do. So Little Women is... I'm surprised you've never seen it and you haven't read it. That's the main thing. It's a very no. famous book. For someone who just said I read all the books, yeah. I did not read this book. Uh, do you know who the author is? No. You don't? No. What would be your guess? Jane Austen? Okay, it's not, but similar. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, o- Jane Austen? Hell, I don't know, Jane Austen. <laughs> so, no, but yes, you know, same difference. Um, so I'm surprised you haven't read it because you're a literary fiend. Is it a Bronte? Is it a Bronte mm-hmm. sister? It's not. Who the fuck is it? Watch your language. Uh, I don't want to tell you because I feel like... Okay. Okay. Tell me at the end. Uh, maybe. So it's a book. It's a very famous novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I don't know if it's like the most adapted book ever, but like it might be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think Romeo and Juliet's probably the most adapted story of all time. But this, I mean, this, this has like seven different TV series that have been made. Wow. Several different movies. It's being made into a new movie next year. It's been adapted into many plays, a musical that was on Broadway. Like it's... Like- it's like everything. This has a huge footprint in our cultural landscape, and I've and you just totally it. overlooked it. Yeah, so it, I don't even know where to start. Like, so this I'm not a big reader, as we know <laughs> from my exposure from Pagemaster. I hadn't even read Pagemaster, uh, which was a book, by I the was, way. Really? Before it was a film, it was a book. Oh snap! Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just tell you. It's Louisa May Alcott. Yeah, that has no bearing. Wow. I kind of oh get like my. a Laura Ingalls Wilder vibe from her. I thought that's who that was. I kind of think of them as the same. Okay. She's an American author from the 1800s. Nice. Anywho, um, it's just so widely adapted. And I wrote in my notes here, I'm ashamed that Mary hasn't read it or seen it or been one of the characters in the play or something. If I could feel shame, I would probably feel shame, but <laughs> Oh, I'll make you feel shame. I'm incapable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, a couple bits of trivia just for funsies. Where are my notes? <laughs> um, so this movie has Claire Danes in it. I'm not going to tell you anything more than that except cuz Claire Danes is amazing and also I get that I look like her, but only, this has only ever happened to me in like drunken places, like at bars (laughs) or parties where a very obnoxious drunk person has told me how much I look like her. And it's strange. And I'll tell you more why it's funny after I tell you what actually happens in this movie story, because Claire Dane's character, like that was my basis of who she was. So every time I get it as my doppelganger, I, 
I chuckle to myself because of who she is in the story. And it, I think maybe it was her debut or something. I don't know. But she also caught her hair on fire during filming from one of the candles. Oh, perfect. There's tons of candles in mine. Good. There's a lot of candle work. Uh, She, I'm not going to tell you any more about who she is, but she's in it and it's kind of cute that she's in it to me. Star studded cast. When I read you the cast at the end, you're going to freak out. I already Um, know Winona, but that's it. And Claire Danes now. Well, yeah. Uh, so just a couple reviews. Um, this was made in 1994, and there wasn't much uh, in terms of just little snippets on Rotten Tomatoes, but just funny. Uh, so <laughs> Roger Ebert, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Of Ebert, Ebert and Roper. I don't know if this is legitimate. It looks legitimate because his headshot is here, and it says Chicago Sometimes. Uh, in 2000, wrote, six years after it came out, he wrote, Little Women Grew on Me. I think he made a funny. I think he was trying to make a funny there. Well, it's not funny. It's not, but you um, get it, right? They yeah, little... but gross. It's like one of the... It's 150 years old at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, Roger. He got drunk one night and left that review. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, Janet Maslin, top New York Times. Ladies, get out your hand-hemmed handkerchiefs for the loveliest little women ever on screen. <laughs> Why do all these sounds... I think it's anytime you say little women makes me little feel so dirty women. and weird. <laughs> uh, Jeff Andrews, spelled G-E-O-F-F, by Psycho. Top critic, Time Out New York. Be prepared, comma. His, his, his review starts with, be prepared, comma, however, comma. For a large beaker of the milk of human <laughs> kindness. <laughs> Everything is so gross yeah. in relation to this film. Yep. I hate uh, film critics. <laughs> um, one more thing. Actually, two more. So one is just a splat that says, a little sappy. <laughs> Again, another little pun. Okay. And then uh, one more review. Despite good casting, interesting sets and costumes and Jillian Armstrong's good direction, the viewers still might feel somewhat cheated. Instead of an interesting period piece, they received ordinary melodrama. You about to get some more. <laughs> I want to say melodrama when I see that melodrama. word. Melodrama. So anyway, um, yeah, I oh. think that's it. Because I read you my trivia. I don't mm-hmm. want to tell you too much about... What happened? Don't. Who and what? Um, Don't rain on my parade. Yeah. I also really have to pee. I do too. So I think we're going to pause. That was a great pee. That was a really good pee. Yeah, Mary and I just went to the bathroom and peed back to back. Yeah. Anyway, so, spoiler, everybody dies at the end. Spoiler. Let's We're dig back. into that. Oh, sorry. Let's dig into that clip. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, For those of you, can it. I just, sorry. Yes. One more thing. For those of you who have seen this movie, uh, I had to clip this clip for Mary, and I immediately was crying. Actual tears. I sent her a video. She sent I, me a video of that, too. Do you want me to describe that video, too? <laughs> I didn't um, even get warmed up to this final scene, and I cried just watching it. Wow. Yeah, I had no such sentimental attachment, so <laughs> I watched... And I don't cry anyway, so... That's not true. You cried during Up. 
you told our listeners. Shut up. Anyways, <laughs> here we go. Little Women, last 90 seconds. That's what we've got. So uh, it's raining. There's Winona Ryder and like a much older dude who's uh, holding an umbrella. She's looking at him like very sadly. They're on a road somewhere in the country. Um, right now he's telling her, he's like, when he has a weird accent and he's like, I've got to leave. I've gone to Boston. Uh, they need the teachers there. And she's like, do you really have to go though? She's like, obviously really sad. Her hair's a little frizzy by the way. Uh, she's obviously really sad that he's leaving. Um, and I think at this point in the clip, there's no sound, but I think she's saying something about how her aunt has left her, um, this house. Um, oh yeah. The road, uh, of which they're standing on right now. Um, and he's like, oh, and she wants to turn it into a school where anybody can come and learn. And, um, he looks a little sad and he's like talking to her about how he thinks she's married. And she's like, oh no, no, that's my sister's. Um, there's clearly a misunderstanding. Oh, she's happy now. Winona Ryder's happy. She's got like a psychotic look in her eyes. Um, he's obviously relieved too. Oh, hand on the face. He's got her, his hand on her face. Her dress is so wet from the rain. <laughs> um, he's looking at her like he really loves her. This is their first time connecting. Oh, and they hug. We thought they were going to go for the kiss, but they just hug. Um, but they could not be happier. Oh, she puts her hand in his hand. In his mouth. And then mouth on mouth. There we go. There we go. And we get this panning shot up above them. They're kissing in the rain. And then we get this kind of eerie shot of this house in the woods off, off in the distance, which we... And fade to black, which we guess would be her aunt's house that she's just been talking about. And then he leaves for Boston. And then he fucking gets on that train he's been talking about. Good job. Thanks. You got it right. Yeah, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking. Yeah. I'm not sure quite where they were at in the conversation, but that's the gist of it. Yeah, I had to um, choose carefully where to start that clip because it's... There's a lot of information quite a contained, a, a clear dynamic between the two of them, which will I, I will address, mm -hmm. of this is... <laughs> the clip of the first time they're really admitting their love for each other. Correct. Um, correct. Oh, you're going to tell me correct or incorrect? Amazing. Yeah, let's do a true or false version. Yeah, true or false. <laughs> true or false, hot or cold. Um, so immediately, I labeled this movie as what is called a Bildungsroman. All right. We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> but it's, the, it's like the coming of age story because like, duh, little hey. women. Hey. Why what? couldn't you just say coming of age story? Because I had to say Bildungsroman, and I will say it 10 more times <laughs> before this, before my episode is over. Um, so we got Joe. Mm -hmm. Joe How is. How do you know that? Oh, because he calls her that. She, yeah, we know her. I know her name for sure. I don't know his name. So you think it's a he? The guy in the clip? <laughs> yeah, I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah. Wait. I think that man that looks like a man is so a man. Oh, you think that guy's a man? I okay. think that older man's a man. And I think he's German, but we'll get into that. Great. Um, so, Joe, Winona Ryder. We can call her Joe. Joe mm -hmm. um, is, is our protagonist. 
Correct. <laughs> no, I'm, Correct. I'm gonna stop. No, doing I that. love this. <laughs> I just look at you expectantly each time. Is our protagonist? Yes. Um. <laughs> Wait, what's a protagonist? The, I didn't read. The main kidding. chick. She's yeah, our main yeah, chick. Yeah, yeah. We're friggin' with. Um, I'm based on their outfits. I think they are in the um late 1800s, early 1900s. I'm gonna say late 1800s because that's what I based my plot on. Um, okay. So, so you don't think they're in a play about an old time period? What? I'm just going to try to, <laughs> I'm just try to mess up your story. <laughs> no, I know this is an old ass movie about okay. an old ass time. Okay. 1800s. That's what we, you think. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I'm just going to go in confidently. You were so supportive of me describing the page master and, and I'm just going to antagonize everything. Going to undercut everything. Uh-huh. We've got a protagonist, so you could be the antagonist. Great. I know how movies work. All right. <laughs> so we start, it's a coming of age story. So I imagine we start with a voiceover of Joe. She's reflecting back on her childhood. Okay. So she's speaking from the present. Um, so she's introducing her family. Um, their last name is Jacobson. And that's going to be important later because a last name mix up thing is going to happen. Okay. Um, so the opening shot is like, we see, her and her sisters, and I think there are three of them total. Three um, total? Three total sisters. Okay. So I think it's Joe and her two other sisters, whose names we'll get in a little bit. Okay. And they're running through, like, these tall grasses, like, out in the country playing, and it's, like, they're dirty, and it's pure innocence and, like, revelry. And uh, you. then we cut to the mom, and she's, like, in the doorway doing, like, the mom thing, like, drying her hands on her apron, looking mm-hmm. at her kids, just, like, God, I love them. I love mm-hmm. our life here. And mm-hmm. um, then the father comes up beside her and like kisses her. And I think from that shot, it's like evident they have a really good marriage, mm-hmm. which I think is surprising for the 1800s. <laughs> but like they're one of those rare, like great close families because they live out in the country and nothing can touch them. Mm-hmm. And then Joe is doing like the talk, uh, the voiceover but we're seeing like their mother like schools them at home in their kitchen. They live in a small house, but they're all happy with it. Like the girls sleep in like a hayloft or something cool Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So they can listen to their parents have sex at night. Mm. Um, That's not part of it, but we just did something that we think about with this movie. Yeah, because you see the setup of their bedroom and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. How'd they make three of them? Um, (laughs) And then we also get that Joe like loves books. So she's like a little different than her sisters. She loves the books. Um, so there's a clear differentiation mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. her and the other two sisters, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the voiceover, it gets a little dark. And the voiceover says something like, and that was the last summer that things were ever the same because... Dun dun dun! Civil War, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a cut. Isn't of, it always the Civil War? It's always the fucking Civil War that ruins everything. Um, ruining the innocents, uh-huh. stomping through the fields, the soldiers, mm-hmm. and then we see their dad like leaving. Mm-hmm. He's obviously. We hope he's on the Union side. I'm gonna say they're in like <laughs> Pennsylvania. Let's say they're in Dutch country, so he can be on the Union side. Um, so he's leaving to join the soldiers. Um, a game we had the voiceover and it's like weeks have passed and Mm -hmm. they're getting like 
letters. Um, their mom's like crying over the letters. She obviously mm-hmm. misses him. And then it's like, until one day. And then we cut to like live action and the girls are all playing in the field. And then they hear like their mom screaming from the house. So they run and then they, both of my hands just cracked with the way I was gesturing. Um, what happened? <laughs> crack, tell crack. us. Tell us. And they run in and their mom's like on the floor crying and next to her is a letter. And okay. it's just evident from the way that it's shot. Dad's dead. Dad's dead. Obviously. Obvi. Um, so then the voiceover cuts back in and it's talking about how their mom is becoming like more and more depressed. And she's like not teaching them anymore. Mm. They're not having school. Everything has changed. War has torn the family apart. Yes. Of and course. then eventually the mother's sister, so the girl's aunt, who we have referenced in the last clip, uh, she invites them all to live with her at her palatial estate called Plumfield. <laughs> That's also the name that I just given. I did not make that shit I know. up. Plumfield. I know. I'm just I'm laughing because she's <laughs> like, my aunt has given me Plumfield. She's given me her home. She's, you're like, what the fuck is Plumfield? I love it. And like the house. Um, and so we see a shot of them all like riding away on a wagon. They're riding away from their home. Sad. Everything they've ever known. I know. It's a really sad movie. Uh, thus far, hence why you were crying. Uh, question mark. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> uh, so, um, so obviously. <laughs> but if you watch this, when you watch this now, and if you don't cry, I don't know if we can continue on as friends. Well, I'll definitely tell you I cried if that will make you happy. Wow. I don't cry hey, often. I don't want though. you to lie to me either. I am a stone cold bitch. Stone cold bitches cry a lot when they get into the privacy of their home. Do they? Yeah. Not this bitch. Wow. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> so they're, um, okay, wagon, they right away. Oh, so they're not like a well-off family. They're happy. Mm-hmm. They're poor happy. Um, but their aunt is like super wealthy because her husband died too and left her a lot of money mm-hmm. and this like mm-hmm. estate. Mm-hmm. Um so they get there and it's like one of those situations where rags to riches, they've like never seen so much like fine China and they're like trying to touch it all. And their mom's like, no, 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 no. And the aunt keeps like scolding them. She's like, they have no manners. Um, they don't know how to behave like little women. Um, do we get the she, reference to the title? She says it really slow. Little women and looks straight to camera. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's when we get the title credits. Um, but wow. wow, we're in the title credits. No, no, <laughs> Dang. I just made that up. This movie is this just, movie is nineteen hours long. Pretty much, it's another Gone with the Wind. Oh, um, no. And then that voiceover is like, our aunt had a lot of rules. Uh, so we see them like dressed in formal wear and stuff and they're obviously uncomfortable, but then we like cut to shots of them, like taking off their dresses and like they're running into the lake. And like, like, uh, very, um, pride and prejudice, Elizabeth style. Yes. Is that her name? Elizabeth? The one who regularly barefoot? Yeah. Kira Knightley? I don't know. Maybe not. But like, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. the same, okay. Pride and prejudice was really a jumping off point for me for this, for Joe, especially. Oh, interesting. I don't think um, I've seen the movie well enough to, to picture Kira Knightley. That's why I okay. said Kira Knightley. <laughs> Kira Knightley. She's the bookie yes. one. Yes. 
Um, but like they're still like free and wild and trying to have a good time. Um, oh, also, mm-hmm. I think a dynamic. So I'm going full on with the Civil War. Yeah. Um, and I think a dynamic of this film is that their aunt lives in the South. So they're going from the North to the South. The dynamics are slightly different. Mm -hmm. So they're getting there. Their aunt has servants, has slaves, and they are figuring Uh, out they're, they're too young to really recognize what's happening. But I think they're noticing that there are differences Mm -hmm. and they're, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. they're forming relationships with the servants and the aunt is continually like, no, 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 you don't talk to them. And they're like, why? They're our friends. And I think it's one of those things. It's like coming of age, you're coming into a lot of things. And one of those things during this time is race (laughs) relations. Yeah. So that's an underlying kind of thing, I think, throughout this movie. I won't get super into it, but that's, I think, something that exists. And then when the Civil War ends, we see that dynamic change. Mm. I don't know what that means, Mm. Mm -hmm. but it changes. I've been avoiding eye contact with you since you brought up race. Oh, does that make you uncomfortable? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, But you did say servants instead of slaves. It made me feel better. Well, I said, we're talking about Civil War era. (laughs) (laughs) It was a, you know... It's it's not my movie. It's Little Women. <laughs> um, <laughs> not my movie. Um, so we come to the end of this voiceover segment. Fucking finally. Um, and that's when Joe's mom, the sister's mom, dies of, like, consumption or something. Yikes. Like, we get, like, maybe, you know, like, that trope of, like, somebody coughs into a white handkerchief and it's bloody. I think we have, like, one of those moments. So she dies, too. Um, Yipes. Yep. And then that's, like, the end of the voiceover. And then we flash present. Okay. We're all caught up. So now we know where Joe's coming from. We know where Joe's coming from. We get all this nice, tidy exposition. Um, And we see her reading. Because, like I said, she loves books. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's, like, reading on a window seat or something. And um, then her, like, two sisters bust in. And their names are Amy and Lori who we also get in the last, um, I was so lucky to have all of the names of everybody because in the last 90 seconds, she says their names. Yeah, I thought you were making that up and I was like, oh. Amy and Lori. How did you know? Okay. No, Amy and Lori, we got their names. They burst into the room. They're like 15, 16, maybe one of them is 17 at this point. I don't know who the oldest is. Um, but they're talking about going to a party mm-hmm. um, of like another rich family's. Um, uh, and so Joe's the one, Joe's like the stick in the mud and she's like, you know, our aunt's never going to let us go. Um, Hmm. but the sisters are like, no, 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 we have a plan. Our aunt goes to bed early cause she's old and we can sneak out afterwards. Mm. Um, and so they like, it's a scene where like they coerce Joe into joining them. Um, so they're at the dinner table that night at like four o'clock maybe because their aunt is old. Again, I emphasize the oldness of their aunt. And because the sun sets at 440 and they have to. Yeah. They don't have electricity. Their aunt must get in bed before dark. Electri- <laughs> electricity. She goes to bed at 528. <laughs> On the dot. <laughs> um, and then so then this is where the aunt brings up that she intends to have a guest come and stay with her. And it's. 
he's a professor from Germany. The guy that we last <laughs> yeah we saw in the last clip. Her friend, you know, you know when people have house guests and you're just like, yeah, I met him on vacation at my cousin's house. He's <laughs> yeah, a professor he's from Germany. <laughs> but, uh, but in the 1800s, there was a mass migration from Germany. So Right, which I knew. Yeah. Because I'm a huge history buff. Of course. We all knew this. We'll <laughs> talk about it at length after we're offline. Um, but <laughs> I'm also very German, so I should know that. Drexler? Yeah, all of, my, all of my family. Like my, it goes way back. Go on. You look super German. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Danke. Uh, so he's going to come and stay with them. That's just a little bit of exposition. Um, wow, a lot of exposition. Yeah, Wait. I think this is a movie that requires yeah. exposition. Uh, it's because it's coming of age. We got to see her fully grow up. Mm-hmm. Grow the fuck up. Um, and then maybe there's some talk. I think there's a boarding school or the threat of a boarding school. Because their aunt's finally like, it's time for you to become women. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that you do that is by going mm-hmm. to boarding school, apparently, in old movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of like Little Princess. Little, yes, I was Sad. thinking of Little Princess, pretty much. Um, okay. She, they don't want to go. I think that's all I have for that. Um, after dinner. <laughs> so they are they like threatened to behave because they don't want to go to boarding school? Yes. Okay. I don't think any of them want to go to the boarding school. I think and it's then a ha- threat. And does, just to jump in real quick, does um, this professor, is he related to the boarding school or is he just kind of this imposition of like education in their lives where he kind of encourages yeah. them to study from home and like to not be fuck-ups i think he's a a genuine house guest i don't think he's coming with the intention of teaching them Mm -hmm. but he will end up teaching them um which i'll get into he and joe so he's gonna marry his student what go on he's we're gonna see there there is a significant age difference (laughs) i just know it and i'm ready to do you think he's a man so that's <laughs> I'm so thrown. I'm so <laughs> thrown. If you watch the last 90 seconds, he's just clearly a man. <laughs> it's just like not any assumptions hey, on my part. Each. To each his own. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I hate it. Um, <laughs> so the girls, the, the aunt goes to bed like 20 minutes later, whatever. <laughs> she, she takes one bite of dinner and falls asleep. I'm exhausted. It's five o'clock. Ow. It's time for this old bitch to go upstairs. <laughs> She's like, you're going to be little women. And then she calls herself an old bitch and hikes it upstairs. Um. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but you've really got the, ca- the aunt character on lock. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I'm so excited. Every aunt character is the same in these movies. So. Uh, my evil old aunt at Plumfield. My <laughs> evil old bitch aunt who goes to bed so early. She still has slaves. <laughs> As if she wasn't evil enough. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Um, nope. <laughs> so they sneak out. They sneak out after dinner. And they take... What else but a horse-drawn carriage, and Joe drives it because she yeah. is Joe and she's yeah. the competent one. Um, so they go to this ball party. It's mm-hmm. like it's um, very Pride and Prejudice scene. Um, so Amy and Lori are immediately like the boys 
sweep in mm-hmm. and they dance with them. And then Joe becomes a wallflower. She stands in the corner for a while. And then like this kind of assholey boy comes up. I don't have a name for him. We'll call him Bert. Bert. <laughs> His name is Bert. And he comes up and he's trying to talk to her and it's like she's giving him all the no vibes uh-huh. but he won't take it because he's like a rich dude's son and he keeps talking about his money and she's like whatever dude um, so they eventually dance he like keeps stepping on her toes even though he's like I imagine he's like talking about all of like the dance lessons he's had but he's a terrible dancer mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you just hate this guy uh, what color hair does he have he has blonde hair Okay. Wrong. Wrong answer. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Brown, red. He has red hair because redheads are the worst. He has red hair. I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. It's frizzy red hair, isn't it? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm a redhead, for those who don't know. But redheads are always evil in movies. Mary is not German. I'm not German. Oh, um, my gosh. Okay, go on. And then, so, Joe goes she's like had enough with it she's like we have to she goes up to her sister Lori and is like we have to leave where the fuck is Amy uh they can't find Amy they're looking for Amy Amy's outside and she's like making out with this cute guy who's I also don't have a name for but it's important that I give them names um so annoying guy is Bert this cute guy we're gonna call him um Dirk um (laughs) Dirk um, and so they grab her and go, and she's like, "Bye, Dirk, write me." And <laughs> on the way home, they crash the horse and buggy. Mm-hmm. It runs off the road, and but they're all okay. But they all have to mm-hmm. ride. All they have is the horse because the buggy is done for. And they're like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. we're definitely gonna get in trouble." But first, we have a scene where they all have to ride a single horse together. All three of the sisters (laughs) get on one horse and ride back together. And it's, and you could just, the horse is just struggling under their weight. Like Amy and Lorian are are hung on the sides and Joe's straddling it. One of them is being dragged from behind. Yeah, they they roll up to Plumfield on a single horse. Maybe the horse collapses and they just, Joe shoots it in the head. I don't know. Wow. Okay. And they're um, definitely like screwed because they've like they yeah broke. there's no yeah. way the aunt is not gonna notice mm-hmm. but anyway so we cut to the next morning when their aunt has discovered what's happened and she's pissed and she's like you're all going to boarding school like for sure and then like mm-hmm. it's right then she's like yelling 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 at them and then the professor enters from behind and it's like one of those moments where she turns around and she's like oh professor um, and she turns all sweet. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyways, and then like, there's like, I think a shot of like, Joe is obviously it's like a love at first sight type deal. She's looking at the professor and then every time he like finally looks over at her and she like shyly like looks away. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's cute. They just make it super obvious. There's an attraction. Um, anyways, we're back. That's cute. Yeah. I think it's super cute too. But, um, so we were back on the voiceovers and, um, she's like talking about the German professor, professor and how intrigued she is by him. And she's like watching him. Like he's doing like, I don't know, calisthenics out the window or something. And she's watching him by the lake, like 1800. (laughs) 
<laughs> but he's like fully clothed head to toe. <laughs> There's no shirtless scene by any means. He's just reaching in the sky and then touching his toes. And she's like, oh. He was in his breeches. <laughs> so hot. So limber. So limber and fast. Um, wow. And so he's there in the hopes of in the hopes of becoming a professor in America. Yeah. Um and then also during this voiceover montage thing, we see Amy sneaking off with Dirk like multiple times. This Ew. boy she met at the party. Um it's clear like Lori is like pissed about it. She's mm-hmm. like jealous because she wants a boyfriend. Uh yeah. and Joe is getting letters from um Bert Oh. Uh, they're like love letters. But she's not into Mr. No, Frizzy. she hates Frizzy Redhead, Bert. <laughs> and does not return his letters. Um, then we have like maybe some interaction with Joe and the professor where he comes up and she's mm-hmm. like reading and he talks about the book she's reading and he, she's like, oh, he gets me. Mm-hmm. We have to have that scene. Where oh, she, yeah. Where she's like, he gets me. Um, and... She brings up she wants to be a school teacher, and he's like, "Well, why don't I tutor you, or whatever?" Um, mm-hmm. And that's interrupted because they hear screaming from inside, which breaks open their like happy little conversation they're having, and they run inside, and Amy and Lori are like full on wrestling. They're like pulling at each other, or uh, a- Lori is pulling at Amy's hair. Why? Um, and they managed to break them apart. And it's like, Lori's like, Amy stole my brooch. <laughs> <laughs> my only, my only piece of jewelry. Amy's bitch stole my brooch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so their aunt comes in and is like, what is all this yelling in this house? I was asleep. Four o'clock. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And then Lori fucking tells the aunt everything that's been happening with Dirk. She tells the aunt that, like, Amy's been sneaking off. Wow. Yeah. And that's when the aunt is like, Amy, final straw, boarding school. Wow. And, like, Amy's for sure going to boarding school. Mm -hmm. So we cut a little bit. It's, like, the night before she's supposed to leave. What's the age order of these two? I think... I think um, I'm going to say Amy is youngest and Lori is oldest and Joe is middle. Good. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> um, Good work. Because there's something about youngest child having love, oldest child not, that mm. becomes a dynamic in mm-hmm. movies sometimes. And life. Might happen in life. I'm not married. You can't be. Um, mm-hmm. Type deal. Um Anyways, Amy comes to Joe because she trusts her. The night before she's supposed to leave, mm-hmm. she gives her this letter to give to Dirk and was like, please make sure he gets this. And it's the letter's like telling Dirk to wait for her. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's a touching moment between Joe and Amy or whatever where they like talk about love. And Joe's like, I don't know if I believe in love or whatever. We yeah. just get that she's like thinks differently about things than mm-hmm. her sisters, mm-hmm. um, or is a little more mm-hmm. mature. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Amy leaves for boarding school. Uh, the next morning, Joe goes back to her room. Letter is gone. She's like <laughs> panicking, looking for it. Um, Lori comes in and 
they have a fight, I think, mm. about how, like, Lori got Amy sent away. So they there is a divide. Mm. They are, mm-hmm. like, not friends anymore. Even if they were before, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really overwhelmed. By my story? Yeah, and knowing the real one. <laughs> it's hard to reconcile, right? Yeah. In lifetime. I'm okay. You're okay, though? Yep. Are you crying? Nope. Okay, well, my goal is to make you cry, so here we go. Um, if I didn't get you with both parents dying, I don't know what else I could do here, really, except for really wrap this up in a satisfying way. Um, anyways, voiceover. Joe is like, we didn't talk for months, uh, her and Lori, because they had this fight. But then, twist, she sees Lori sneaking off with Dirk. Uh-oh. Yep. Ew. Okay. Yep. So Lori steals Dirk. <laughs> um, okay. And then also somewhere along the line, we see that the aunt is getting sick because this bitch has got to die by the end of this movie. Right, because she has to give Joe Plumfield. She has to give her Plumfield, right? So I'm going to kill her off. So I guess Joe doesn't kill her. And, you know, that could be an alternate. Ending. I guess she kind of did by moving in. <laughs> she did kill her. They stressed her out so much by crashing her buggy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, in the professor's continuing continuing to tutor Joe, um, oh, one day the the frizzy redhead shows up and is like, Joe, why aren't you writing me back? Hmm. And, okay, here's, here's where we get a little complicated because we're planting the seeds for what will be the reveal at the end. Okay, okay. The okay. professor, so she leaves him in the entryway, not interested in you, frizzy mm-hmm. redhead, walks away. So, frizzy redhead's, in the entryway, the professor walks by and is like, who are you? Who, who are you? And has a German accent. That was really good. So who are you? Um, and the guy says, like, his ego's hurt. So he's like, you know, I'm courting Joe. Joe and I, you know, we'll be married soon. And it's oh, like. Oh, he, because he's, yeah, mm-hmm. I get you. And the professor's like, pretending not to be disappointed, but mm-hmm. he's disappointed. As a viewer, are you at this point, so wrapped into the professor and Joe's love story that you're, you're like, no. Yes. Okay. You were like, cause it's clear in that moment. The professor's like, can't touch her. Yeah. If I shouldn't even be thinking about touching her before because she's baby 16. Um, but But also you're like, if only they could text. Yes. And clarify this thing, but he doesn't bring it up. He's just like, cause they've never talked about their love before. So it's not even a thing for Mm -hmm. him. Um, so next time they hang out, he's like not his usual self. Hmm. Um, but anyways, he's talking about how hard it is to get a job in America. Again, a setup for what we'll come to later, where he's talking about needing to yeah. leave. He's not wrong. It's tough, to, guys. Still, a theme running through our lives today. It's tough to get a job in America. Oh, and it's because he has a German accent. Yeah. They make fun of his accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. It sounds exactly like this. Well, I feel like a lot of people in America at that point would have European accents, no? <laughs> yeah, but they don't like the Germans. <laughs> so anticipating what they right. will do many years later. Okay. Um, so just a lot of mis- miscommunication. Miscommunication misfires. central here. Um, so Joe realizes that the guy that's been writing her love letters... Um, his father is rich and he's the dean at a university. And she's like, great, I got this hookup. Mm. Um, so then she calls upon the frizzy redhead to visit her again. 
and they go in like is pretending to be into him so she can ask him this favor. Oh, basically. that's great. Yeah. yeah. She's going to play the shit out of him. I um, love it. I love it. And then he goes in for a kiss though. And it's like, cause he doesn't know boundaries and she pushes him off and gets pissed and gags and fucking gags and vomit. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> you frizzy fucking redhead. Um, pube head. He's like, what's the word fucking? What? <laughs> what did this 1800? Um, uh. <laughs> and he's like, you love the professor, don't you? I don't know how he knows that, but he says it. I mean, he knows. You yeah. have to know. You have to. Everybody knows. He met Professor. Yeah. He knew. He was living with Joe. <laughs> this guy hot. This yeah, this guy, big black curly hair. This German professor, <laughs> mm, I got frizzy red hair. He's got black curly black, hair. Black, like wavy hair. He's tan. He's like a Gaston He's body. like 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dream. <laughs> He's closer in age to the ant. <laughs> How could she resist? Uh, that night. Oh, I can't wait. So, for, yeah, go it on. backfires. It <laughs> backfires. So it just backfires. Um, he's pissed. Uh, that night, Joe was walking past her aunt's room, who's sick. And mm. then she like... What is she sick her. with? I don't know. What is every, consumption? Everybody dies well, okay. from consumption. Again, we get a bloody handkerchief. She coughed <laughs> into it. I don't know. Um, Ew. and then like she, the aunt calls Joe in and they have this touching conversation, I think, where she's like talking to Joe about how much she reminds her of her mother. Mm-hmm. It's like the first time we see the aunt really vulnerable mm. and she's like, I miss your mother. Um, and you wow. remind me of her and I hope you're a school teacher or whatever. You remind me of a girl that died from consumption. She's like, you know, your mother. <laughs> Yes, I know my mother. And then she yells at her slave. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> They're no slaves anymore. I'm sorry. I just... Post-Civil I'm sorry. War, I'm sorry. It's post-Civil War. Um, <laughs> it's hard to shake that, you know? <laughs> it's really hard to shake that. I set that up and it's hard that to get image. over it. Okay. Um, so Joe yeah, wakes so up. So there's reconciliation with the aunt. Reconciliation with the aunt great. before she dies. Um, so then the next day... Joe wakes up from a letter with a letter from Loring saying she's eloped with Dirk. They've run away together to get married. Um, right after that, one of those, this is boom, 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 boom. This is uh, driving fast and hard until the end. Great. Um, Take us fast and hard, Mary. I'm going to go fast and hard like a horse with three girls on it. <laughs> so really slow, <laughs> limping. <laughs> I just that image I had to I really do it. is it a, the stirrup that you put your foot in I picture like Lori <laughs> with her 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 left foot in a, the left side and Amy with the right foot on the right side hugging Joe's legs <laughs> yes. and their Joe's legs are straddled <laughs> it's like they're it's the like saddlebags like a weird bags. circus act they like have different cuts and they're just in different arrangements. Do they have like cuts time. of like laughter or are they like freaking out? No, they're pretty solemn. Okay. They know what's <laughs> That's happening. Not funny. It's it's not funny. <laughs> Great. Um, All right, sorry. So take us fast and hard. <laughs> sorry, go back to that. Okay. Aunt dies. Aunt dies. Uh, aunt dies. Um so do we get another time jump? Uh, Joe is voiceovering again. Amy comes home from boarding school for the funeral. All refined and shit. Yeah. Um, Joe has to tell her what happened with Lori mm. and the boy, Dirk. She's devastated. Mm-hmm. There's a funeral. Uh, Lori doesn't come back because she's a bitch. Um, Amy, at the funeral, meets Frizzy Redhead, though. 
and they hit it off. Gross. <laughs> I know. That's I hate that part about this story. Um, but it had to happen. I have. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go and on. The professor comes up to Joe <laughs> and says he's going to find another place to stay because of the circumstances. So he's like moving out and she's like, I can't beg him to stay. That would be weird, but I really don't want him to go. Anyways, he finds another inn to stay at or whatever. Um, she's like researching law and like how old, how old do I have to be (laughs) for him to not be, I don't know what the laws are. She's Googling how old is too old in her like research books. (laughs) She's reading a Cosmo. (laughs) How old, when does erectile dysfunction kick in? What age? Um, and then, so their aunt's lawyer at some point reveals to (sighs) Joe that their aunt has left the house to Joe. So Amy's like a little pissed, which is sad because Amy and Joe are close, but Mm -hmm. Amy is a person and she's sad that she wasn't left much. Maybe a few knickknacks. Yeah. Um, A few days later though, Lori shows back up with this boy, Dirk. They're fully married. (laughs) I don't know where they got that done, but um, and then like Lori doesn't expect Amy to be there. She's like, what? I thought you mm-hmm. would be at boarding school. And there's like a moment where Dirk asks Amy, like, why didn't you ever write me? Mm-hmm. And like in that moment, Amy's like looking at Lori and she like Amy has the full opportunity to kind of like out Lori. Cause by that point she's guessed what's happened. Mm-hmm. Cause like They're Lori. Married. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, she has a chance to ruin their happiness and she doesn't. And she just fully breaks the guy's heart. And was like, I never liked you like so that he will fully be with mm. Lori. So, so she Amy does reconciles herself. Yeah. She reconciles herself. Yeah. And Lori feels like shit or should. Um, yeah. so she fully gives Dirk to Lori. And so anyways, and then she's like, well, and besides that, I'm going to marry frizzy redhead. So I'm good. Um, because I think Amy's somebody that's like, I don't know. She wants, she's not shallow, but she wants money. She likes to have nice things. So she's going to marry Frizzy Redhead. And we're going to hope he's not terrible. Um, so the household like starts to celebrate. And they're like, yay, like there's marriage in the air. It's oh. amazing and all this unhappiness. Um, but Joe is still really unhappy because the professor's gone. She goes upstairs. Mm-hmm. So while she's upstairs, the professor comes back to the door and she he asks he doesn't specify can i see joe he says can i see mrs jacobson their last name the sister's last name and no and to one of the servants and the servant answers the door of course and is like oh and he's like well what is the party for and the servant's like well miss jacobson is engaged to be married to frizzy redhead and there's already been the setup that he thinks they're betro- you know, courting each other. Wow. And he's like, wow, she's going to do it. Okay. And then the professor's like, it's post-Civil War, servant. You can call her by her first name. And you can also leave this house. <laughs> and the servant's like, oh, okay. Walks down the Walks path. <laughs> <laughs> Walks out. All of the servants leave the house. Um, oh, my gosh. And... Um, and so anyways, he's like, well, I don't want to disturb her happiness. Tell her I'm saying goodbye. He walks. He has his luggage. He's going somewhere. Wow. He walks away, walks down the road. Uh-huh. Um, Joe is sitting in her window, and she sees him walking down the road. And she runs downstairs, and she's like, 
did the professor ring? And the servant said, yes. And he said to tell you, tell Mrs. Jacobson goodbye. And she's like, what? And then she runs Mm -hmm. in the rain to go and catch him. Hence the last 90 seconds Mm -hmm. in which make um, out, make out, make out, make out, they make out, make out, make out. (laughs) But my favorite, so because people couldn't hear this line is, um, the last line that they say together is he says, I have nothing to give you. My hands are empty. And she puts her little tiny Winona Ryder hand in his and says, not empty now. Mm-hmm. And they make out and they're together and they finally profess. And I was crying. Their love. You're not crying now though. No, cause I'm fired up. I don't you, cry when I'm fired up. <laughs> you're, you just poured yourself a full new glass mm-hmm. of wine. I feel like you're ready to attack. No, I'm not ready to attack. I actually, while you were telling that story, you know, listeners, I was, you know, the curtain was pulled back on Mary's writing abilities. Good job. She was revealed <laughs> to be a fraud. She's a fraud. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I kind of had this thought during that where I was like, I don't really want to tell you the story. I just want to tell you the similarities, the, the essence. Okay. And then I just want to watch it with you one day while we hold hands. That's really beautiful. You <laughs> may, you're trying to make me cry. Yeah. And I'm trying to make you feel shame. Uh, okay. Um, so my list is very long of the things that are in line. Seriously? Yeah. It makes me wonder if you also have read it or seen it secretly. Definitely not. Because I had secretly seen Page Master, and I couldn't have been more off from the story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be very weird at this point if you started to describe it, yeah. and it's like, I am a thousand percent sure I have well, not seen <laughs> yeah. any of this. So, again, it's been adapted and interpreted so many ways, and I've read the book. I'm not a huge fan of the book, but I'm also not a great reader, so I can't really speak to that. But this 1994 version is pretty... Among the people who are fans of it, people say it's the greatest adaptation ever. And the cast is Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon, Claire Danes, oh, Kristen sh- Dunst, Christian Bale. Kristen Dunst? What? Yeah. It's who like, the fuck is Christian Bale? Ugh. Is he a boy? He's Laurie. Laurie's a boy. And there's what? a joke. That's what, <laughs> that's what the whole like final line. He's like, Laurie. He said, and she's like, oh no, Laurie, that's... That's my sister, Amy. Okay, so it's this whole like name Amy confusion and thing. Laurie are He's the Lawrence. Sisters. Laurie. He goes by Laurie. Oh, shit. So just some things that were in line. Joe does narrate. She's the protagonist. Uh, she is a, an author. Ooh, yes. And so she's writing the story of their family as a oh. novel. So Louisa May Alcott, it's an autobiography. I mean, it's a yep. dramatized fiction. Yep book version of her life as of course a, uh but she does love books she loves to read she forces the sisters to come to the attic and like put on plays and stuff she's very like theatrical and she's the second oldest out of four there's four okay yeah there are four and there's this one line where the professor is like joe 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 such a small name for such a big woman or big girl. Oh, he or says big, that in the last yeah, clip. Yeah, something like that. And it's Josephine. And their last name is March. The Marches. Okay. Jacobson, March. And um, it is the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It is not Pennsylvania. Concord, Massachusetts. So a little further north, but still kind of this like colonial 
You know, they're northern. Yeah. Northerners. We don't touch the south in this one. Okay. But I that part. we do touch the, well, we don't touch her, but we do touch on the very crabby, rich old aunt. Oh, yes. Absolutely right. She's a widow. She, like, owns this huge house, like, Name it. in the same town. They are happy poor. They're not poor poor. They're just, you know. Spunky. <laughs> Spunky poor. You know, they, they have they talk about having rag money. I don't know what the hell that means. What the, okay. But she's like, we had extra coins in our in our rag money. I don't know. <laughs> so they're definitely like counting dollars. And yeah. so yes, very civil war, very father goes off to war. He doesn't die, but there is like the most emotional moment where like the mother gets a letter and they they call her Marmy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, father's been injured. Mm. And they all, like, gather and, like, hug. And she has to go to Washington on a train from Concord to, like, go see him in the hospital. It's, like, very sketchy because when people got hurt in the war, like, the poison and, like, the – not the poison, but, like, infections and, like – so very scary. Yeah. So there is, like, a big dad moment where they're like, father's been injured. Civil War. Uh, Scoldy aunt was just right. They are very wild girls. Like, they – like ice skate on like the local pond and they like run through the woods and like sled and stuff. So all of that was like right on. Um, There's this moment where they do touch on race there. There's this big like coming out party and they're like, did you hear that they admitted a little dark girl into the like local school (laughs) or whatever? So they like, (laughs) they like talk about race in a very creepy way. It has to be a part of the time period. Yeah. So that is touched on. And part of what Joe wants is to write, and to be independent and to like open a school that anyone can go to. All races, creeds, yeah. and colors. Um, and she's independent. She moves to New York for a while to become a writer, which is where she meets the professor. But I don't want to tell you too much of the story. So um, this mom does not die. Um, Claire Danes dies. <laughs> um. And she's very sickly. She's the sickly sister. And so when people tell me I like look like her, I, oh my, my, only, my only connection is that it's like Claire Danes being and, sick. I look sick. <laughs> What does she die from? Consumption? She gets sick twice. She's just a sickly person. Yeah. Oh, it's so dark. And she's the one who, like, understands Joe. But oh. Amy is the youngest sister. You oh, got so right. much of her right. She's, like, a little hoe. She's, like, at one point she burns Joe's manuscript of the story, Joe's what? writing. And Joe and her have, like, a physical brawl. And she's oh, like, I knew these sisters had yeah. to fucking fight. And Joe's like, I hate you. I'll never forget you. forgive you. And there's, like, this huge fight moment, and you just <gasps> freak out. So that was really spot on. Um, Amy is sent away at one point, but it's not for boarding school. It's because of Beth, Claire Danes' fever. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is, like, a sent away moment where Amy's, like, being sent um, Amy also <laughs> gets like sloppy seconds and like marries Joe's high school crush. <gasps> so Christian Bale uh, is huge in this story. What it? And I don't even. I kind of don't even want to tell you why. But he's, <laughs> but he's the neighbor, and he like. It's this whole thing where he's like in love with Joe, but I think he's just in love with the March family, and she turns mm-hmm. him down. And there's like this really famous scene where he she turns him down and there's like slobber on their kiss and when their lips pull apart there's this big string of sweat no sweat slobber that they didn't catch and it's in the actual film and you can watch it and it's very funny yeah i just want to see that clip 
Yeah, we'll pull it up. Over and over uh, and over. So anyway, a lot of things. Like, there's a carriage, there's a party, there's <laughs> an evil aunt, there's an elopement. <laughs> there's a lot of things. There's a really tense wedding scene where, like, the sisters are mad at each other. They got to be mad. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of the essence. So now, you got to go watch. The professor, there's, like... When they meet, you got all of that right. Like he, there's these kids goofing off in the house, and he is like playing with them, and she catches his eye, and there's like this moment, and she like looks away. She's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And he 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 grabs her hand, and he's like, he sees the ink stain on her finger, and he's like, you're a writer. She gets <laughs> he, he gets you her. killed an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> he like gets her. He gets it wrong. <laughs> um, we how what is the age difference though? A lot. Yeah. So. Neighbor, sweetheart, boy, Christian Bale. Yeah. The first whole half of the movie, you're like, oh my gosh, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, Christian Bale. She turns down his proposal and you like freak out. And every time, this is what I said, like watching the movie, I've grown up with it and appreciate different moments. I used to turn it off when she turned him down. You were so angry at her. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then she moves away to New York, meets this professor, neighbor boy, Mary's little sister. Both of them are hoes. It's bad. There, yeah, there had to be boy stealing. Yeah. Or not even boy well, there stealing, aren't even, like recoupling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there aren't enough people. There aren't enough people in the world right, right. <laughs> to marry all those <laughs> damn sisters off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's the best story ever. <laughs> well, I guess we will watch it together and maybe we'll do a podcast about it. Yeah. They're, they're um, transcendentalists and... Uh, like, like transcendental meditation. <laughs> well, no, like um, I don't know what this movement really was, but it was something about how you like could better yourself to become perfect, basically. Wow. And the mom says at one point, "Don't go, don't let the sun go down upon your anger," which is from the Bible. Mm. But like, it's all it's got all this like little nuggets of wisdom. It's so good. Don't let the sun go down when the sisters are fighting. Don't let the sun go down upon your anger. And, like, encourages her to, like, go make amends with her sister before they fall asleep. I see. I While see. Susan Sarandon is, like, braiding Winona Rita's hair. It's I like, was... <laughs> see, I take that... I took that a different way, and I was like, don't ever forgive. <laughs> 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 they literally nope. need, don't get a bed angry is no. what that phrase yep. is. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of, like, that in it and, like, a lot of feminist notion. Like, Joe is, like, independent, like, goes to New York. And that's part of yeah. why the professor likes her is because she moves away from home and actually like makes a living and stuff. That's what I caught on to. Even just from yeah. the last couple of seconds, I was like, I feel like this is even for the time period, yeah. a feminist, but also the title. Yeah. Well, and like <laughs> either if it wasn't feminist, it would just be a condescending title. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it has to. And one of my favorite games is like deciding who is like, which March sister. Because there's I? Beth. Well, there's Meg is the oldest, and she's just so boring and just like takes care of the mom and like gets married and has babies. So, so that's boring. Me. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Meg, Margaret, and then Josephine, Joe, who's mm-hmm. the independent protagonist. Like everyone wants to be her, but they're not actually her. I'm her, mm-hmm. but not everyone is. <laughs> not everybody can be. I thought you were Claire Danes. <laughs> no, I look like her. So Beth is like the sickly one, but she's very supportive, and she dies young. Yikes. Uh, and then I think you might be an Amy. 
What is it, Amy? Amy is like very sexy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and she's young. She sleeps with a clothespin on her nose to pinch her nose smaller. Like she's very vain. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> and she ends up like getting. She ends up getting to go to Paris with Aunt March and like gets to like get Lori. <laughs> like she's such a bitch. I hate her. Well, now I'm questioning your perception of me, <laughs> my perception of myself, and I feel like that's where we should leave it. Okay, well you're either Amy or Beth and I don't want you to be the sickly one. So I can't be a Joe. I'm a writer who lives in New York. <laughs> I don't see how I'm not a fucking Joe. But this is what I'm saying, Mary. Most people want to be Joe. <laughs> I just you can't just want to be her. I realize that everything I, about her is same as you, but you might not be a Joe. You have to watch the movie we'll and then see who you identify with. And I actually think I might be a Marmy. Oh, no. I think I'm the dad. Father's injured. <laughs> the injured anyway, father. We can watch it together. Um, we will. This has been great and weird. And weird. This is, I think, a glimpse into how hard... But also fun and rewarding this process uh-huh. is. Um, and I'm really glad we did it so we could see right. what our guests go through. Right. And our guests, this just proves how much our guests have been amazing. They have. Wow. People have come in with all sorts of approaches. And it's cool to see how everybody's mind works differently. And yeah. the things and references we pull on to create create our own stories. <laughs> a la your movie. This is our story. So uh, this is just us. Uh, we are Mary and Julie. Yeah. We are on all the streaming services that it, you can imagine. Spotify. Apple, iTunes, podcast. Google Podcasts. Stitcher. Didn't know that one. Oh, Overcast. Anyway, uh, Rock Rising Productions on Instagram. You can find links to our content. Our tent. All right, Julie. Uh, so, Mary, what's 17 minus 9? 8. 8. Bye. That's our show. Very long one. <laughs> I feel blind. I feel like we've been going for five years. We have. I have butt sweat. I have major butt sweat. <laughs> We're just sitting here fucking sweating. <laughs> This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.